AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this beautiful, I, we in summer, yes, summer day, and happy, well, it's not Father's Day today, is it? I don't, I'm losing track of time. I think everybody is. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Iron Real Estate. After nearly 10 years on the air, we're proud to say that we are still the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate which we all know is practically everything in this day and age. Never before in modern history have homes been so important and precious to us. We're going through a very crazy time. Our mortgage and finance expert, Ace Wadassu Parp, is here. Hi, Ace. Hi, Dottie. Good morning, everyone. Hi. You know that Ace Uh, is vice president of Citizens Bank, and he probably knows more about mortgages and refinancing and everything that's financed. Um, than anybody in the business. That's who I use. Uh, and I'd like to take a really big moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support of this show. <clears throat> Citizens has opened up COVID-19 resource centers, and they want you to know that they're there for you. They understand the tremendous amount of financial and personal stress that COVID-19 crisis has caused. If you need relief or have any concerns or questions about your financial situation, please contact them. They're glad to help. Helpful services and resources include economic impact payments, stimulus payments, financial hardship payments, assistance online and mobile banking, so you never really have to leave your house, although that's getting tiresome, okay? I think people are ready to get out, so we have to be safe, but I I think we're like the weather's nice now, and I think everybody's kind of itching, but you can easily go to Citizens bank.com that's citizensbank.com or give them a ring at any time 24 7 if you know could be three o'clock in the morning at 1-800-922-9999 that's 1-800-922-9999 or even better you can call right here at iron real estate at 866-970-9622 866-970-9622 and ace will happily answer any of your questions are, of course, he's not joining us. He's part of our team, Stephen Ebert. And Stephen, hi, Stephen. Good morning, Daddy. Great. Okay. Everything's doing well. Yeah, everything's moving along, right? And Stephen, as you know, is a partner in Barton LLC, one of the top real estate law firms in New York City. And he specializes in real estate law. And that's what we use. Um, if you have any legal questions or dilemma, he's here to help answer your questions. So you can also give us a call at 866-970-9622. We have a special guest coming on at 11 a.m., and that's real estate developer Don Peoples. And Don is uh, goes back a long way with me. He's probably one of the biggest developers that I know. Um, actually, he I met him in the Hamptons when I first opened up in the Hamptons, and he bought a house. And that's how I really became friendly with him. 
Don is the chairman and chief executive officer of the People's Corporation, the largest African-American-owned real estate development and ownership company in the United States, with a multi-billion dollar development portfolio of luxury hotels, high-rises, residential, commercial properties in New York City. He's also in Washington, D.C. and Miami Beach. Black Enterprise Magazine named Peoples as one of the business trailblazers and titans of Black America, and he's in the 40 most powerful African Americans in business. Happy Father's Day to all of you who are fathers who have nurtured youngsters in your lives. Father's Day, by the way, was founded in Spokane, Washington, at the uh, YMCA in 1910. That's how long ago. By Sonora Smart Dodd. It's the first celebration on June 19, 1910. Her father, who was a Civil War veteran, William Jackson Smart, was a single parent who raised his six children there. It's interesting that today is Father's Day, and it's also the birthday of Martha Washington, the mother of our country, who was born on this day in 1931. I don't think 1931. I don't know. I'm just reading something. I think that's wrong, but I'll check on it. Later in the show, the phrase, as is, tends to set up an alarm with buyers. What does that mean when, well, we'll talk to Steve about when somebody says, you can buy the house or you read an ad somewhere and it says, as is. Okay, we're going to talk about what that means and what you should know. Um, We might talk about pools today because pools are being a hot commodity. So are bicycles. I, I, I am hearing, you know, I was pretty quick. But I, I took an old bicycle I had, and I had it fixed. But I heard it's really hard to get a bicycle now, okay? I heard they're out of stock mostly everywhere. Uh, so we're to talk about that. And should you buy a condo in a building with a pool? There's a lot of questions that people have asked when to answer them and some of the questions that you've emailed all of us during the week and what's going on and how we're, I think, opening up the city because I think you know that Long Island opened up I actually kicked off Southampton's uh, opening, I guess, during the week, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think Tuesday. And, uh, you know, we're working on actually closing a street or two in Southampton in the village, you know, one day a week or maybe two days a week where we can get um, all of the restaurants um, to be able to have more space and open up the streets to no, so the cars don't come and they can really have a lot more capacity. It's really important to support your local businesses now. You know, it's been a tough time for them. So we want to do everything we can to support them. Home prices are still rising, but just to be clear about that, I just want to tell you that when you're looking at numbers that you read in the papers or anywhere for that matter, I had a couple of reporters this week who I said, no, 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 no. These are numbers that are, Maybe, Steve, you can tell everybody, but when you read numbers that are, you know, a lot of reporters read the numbers, and these numbers are deals that went to contract already. So they probably went three or four months ago, right? I mean, so if you're looking at numbers from three or four yeah. months ago, right? And, and so, so yeah, yeah, I would say there's a couple of issues with some of the numbers that are out there. So, you know, it's, helpful but you got to take it with a major grain of salt a footnote on it one you're absolutely right the numbers are typically one quarter behind so whatever quarter they're saying it is it's the data really from the prior quarter keep that in one's mind um 
And and also remember now there's going to be maybe some delays in closings. Things take a little bit longer. And the last part I want to point out is it doesn't always tell the full story, right? There might be some modifications where let's say the contract price stays the same, but maybe there's a closing cost credit that's given. Maybe there's a developer, and sometimes to sweeten the deal and keep people going, they might throw in a storage unit or things like that. And that wouldn't necessarily be brought in to the economic price. So I would distinguish sometimes we have those sort of quote-unquote legal price you see in the record, but sometimes there are certain adjustments that don't reflect the total economics, and they don't always get um, filtered into the statistics. Right. So you have to do your homework, but just keep that in mind because – Especially in a time like at now where there's so many uncertainties, three or four months can make every big difference in numbers, right? So, and the numbers you're probably going to see in the near future that come out will be numbers of the time period when we were shut down as far as the real estate industry. I had a reporter call me the other day, and I, she told me what she wanted to speak on, but of course, the last minute she changed the topic. And she called up and said, oh, you know, I'm reading this report. And, you know, it was one of Jonathan Miller's reports. And, you know, Jonathan is right on the money. But I, so I said, no, but it doesn't mean that. And I called him up while I was on the phone with her. And I said, Jonathan. Okay. And we, she was reading vacancy rates, which are rental rates, you know, that, that, that are not of, of places that are not rented. But if you're reading them for the time period of the last month or two, they're really not reflective of what's really going to go on because we were shut down. So now that things are starting to open up is when we'll first start to see how this market comes back. And we're going to talk a little about that today and how the market's going to come back. But a bright spot for shoppers is that mortgage interests, I'm going to specify this, I can't say it enough times, are, are near historic lows which will help buyers afford more. But sellers, remember that. It increases a buyer's buying power. So when you're, when you're selling your home in a market where there's very historically low interest rates, that gives more buyers, you know, buy, that gives them extra buying power. If you're in a very high interest rate market, then buyers have less buying power. So that's a plus for that's a plus for both buyers and sellers. Uh, it might be a little challenging if you're a first-time homeowner, but as Ace will tell you, and he'll tell you again, what should you do, Ace, if you're a first-time homeowner before you even start to look? Get your financials ready, Daddy. You know, put get your collect your documentation, look at your pay stubs, collect your bank statements, check your credit report. And then just get a pre-approval uh, from a bank. Right. Now, this is a question that I know, but I even get mixed up sometimes. Okay, so everyone always asks me, Ace, tell everyone, and again, it's, 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 so what is the difference between a pre-approval and getting pre-approved for a mortgage, okay, and then or as opposed to getting pre-qualified for a mortgage? Yes, that's a huge difference, right, Dottie? So a lot of people get yes. confused, but... A prequal is when you just verbally tell the bank what you, what you make, you know, how much debt do you have, but it's all assumptions, right? But a pre-approval, the bank will actually check your documentation, run your credit report, and that's more of a firm commitment from the bank than just doing a prequal. Most sellers 
won't take a prequal because they know that the bank never verified any documents or checked your credit. So make sure that when you do go into the bank, ask for a pre-approval because the best thing about it is it's free. So it's a free consultation. Exactly. So if you're a seller, remember what you want from a buyer. If you're a seller, what you want is a pre-approval, not a pre-qualification. And if you're a buyer, you want to get a pre-approval. Okay? And that really is, is a plus for both parties because at least your seller knows everything has been approved by the bank other than them actually seeing your house and doing a kind of an appraisal on it. So it's very important, and I really think um, if it were me, and I'm just giving you my advice, it doesn't mean you have to listen, but if it was me, I would not take, unless it was all cash, a, a home without that. I would want my buyers to have that pre-approval, and ACE is here to do it, okay? Any, any day you need it, and as he said, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And Dottie, so, I wanted to tell our listeners, this past week, what? the Federal Reserve had a meeting and they decided to keep the rates um, the way they are. So, and economists are saying. Did I lose you? Sorry, Dottie. I think I, I, I lost connection for, for a bit. But, um, but okay. economists are saying that rates are going to stay as low as until 2021, Dottie, and a V-shaped recovery is um, – you know, in, in the near future. So very positive news from the Federal Reserve. And um, look, not everybody is going to get it right, but, you know, signs are, are um, you know, leaning towards a fast recovery. So we'll see. Right. Right. We will see. But look, it can't be worse than when everything is shut down. That is true. Okay. That is true. <laughs> so the good news as it opens up, we, we, we're hoping, you know, and again, no one really knows 100%. But again, you know, there's nothing in life that anyone knows 100% is going to happen. But if, you know, but I do know, and we all know, it's a great time to buy interest rate-wise. And I think you're going to get some good deals now. I think, not that you, but I think that you're going to be able to find some nice deals. But the biggest thing is we want this virus to go away. So... I have to tell you, and I'm just like everybody else, I am itching and dying. I was in, in, in town the other day, and I saw so many people I knew, and some of them were wearing masks, some of them really weren't, and it was nice out, and everybody tends to want to, you know, we actually had dinner someplace, and it was going, oh, my God, a little thing that we took for granted is <laughs> so great. But still, be careful. We don't want to, you know, we've gotten the cases down very low. And, you know, I hear on the news, for whatever that's worth, that the cases are going up in some other states. So, please, let's just, as much as it's tough, let's try to wear masks when we're out. Okay? But, you know, the market, by the way, nationally is, is recovering all over. It's not just, you know, here. As, you know, markets open up, um, and as I said, with people, you know, it's a home isn't a luxury. We have to live somewhere. So whether you rent or buy, I mean, as I said, housing is never going out of style. By the way, I usually ask you this, both. Did anything happen a little out of the ordinary this week or the same old, same old? Sometimes the same old, same old is good. Okay. Anyone see anything happen? Any, you know, I, I know there was a few very big sales in the Manhattan um, that 
you know, people came in who were pretty savvy and bought some big properties because uh, I guess they know that, hey, you know, the prices are probably good now. Uh, how about the mortgages, uh, you know, and, and, you know, how your applications are growing, aren't they? Yeah, it's continuing to increase, Dottie. And what we're seeing in the marketplace is that developers and even sellers are getting pretty creative. Um, we've actually been approached by a number of developers asking about a rent-to-own program, meaning they want to sort of attract um, buyers to rent first, especially during this, this time and this time of uncertainty, and then after a year, um, go into contract. So we're seeing a lot of creativity um, in this marketplace as well, and some developers are even looking to do bulk sales where they'll, they'll unload a couple of units instead of just selling one, they'll sell two to three as a package. So we're seeing a lot of creativity out there, Dottie. And it's, um, I like that. And you know what? They haven't done, they haven't allowed, I mean, look, rent to buy, you know, I'm, I've been around a long time. I hate to say it, but I was around when the market was like 17% interest rates. Okay. It was probably, I was brand new to the business and, and, and the real estate agents go, why would you come into the business now? It's the end of real estate. The, the the market and they went up every single day, okay. So I said, well, I never knew it when it was easy. So by the time if it ever gets easy again, I'll be in. But I remember it was a hard time to sell them because people, you know, couldn't afford seventeen percent, sixteen percent interest rates. So a lot of people did rent to buy. And actually, if you could get that, it's great for people who want to buy. They just don't have the right money yet because you're really, you know, and there's a lot of creative ways to do that. And maybe next week, Steve and Ace can talk about if you do that, there's a lot of different ways that you can be creative in putting that together. Okay. So that it benefits two parties uh, because sometimes it doesn't and sometimes it does. But I just think that it's a wonderful opportunity and, uh, it's something that if someone doesn't bring up to you, the worst, you know, you might ask. If you're, if you're out there looking and you think that, hey, you know, I'd love to buy now. We're just a little tight at the moment. Uh, then ask. I always say to people, what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. So it's worth an ask. And we'll talk about that more on another show because I think that's well worth talking about since uh, you're starting to see that again. And... And Steve, have you seen a lot more real estate deals happening with developers? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of things going on. And, if I, and before I get that, I just want to make one point. I think, you know, we've seen some clients realize it, and I tell them, I say, look, you know, certain technologies go in and out. Like, what's your favorite app? What's your favorite Steve, we're going to have a car? break. We're going to oh. have a break. We're going to have oh. a break. We'll hold that until the break is over okay. because I don't want to interrupt it. We'll be okay. right back and we'll finish talking with Steve, okay? But we have a break. I don't want to interrupt him right in the middle of the sentence. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman. We'll be right back after our commercial break.
On Tuesday, July 7th, all towns in New Jersey's 5th Congressional District will vote in the primary. Dr. Hector Castillo is the only candidate who is a seasoned politician, a successful businessman, and a skilled healthcare professional. Dr. Castillo understands the needs of people from all incomes and all backgrounds because he built his way up to the American dream and has experience in multiple industries. As an internist and ophthalmologist for 30 years, he will make the right healthcare decisions to lift New Jersey out of this pandemic. As a politician, he's built strategies on how to fix New Jersey's broken tax system and to provide proper health care for all. He cares about the people and can represent the rich diversity that New Jersey needs to make the right decisions in Congress. Dr. Castillo will stand with the people and lead New Jersey to greatness if we can get him through the primary. Vote Castillo for Congress 2020. Hi, this is Dr. Hector Castillo and I approve this message. Paid for by Castillo for Congress 2020. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies. With Everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Hey, Susan, how's your daughter? Must be so tough planning a wedding during this time. It's been a challenge. We're feeling so cooped up and fear people won't want to be at a tight wedding reception. Have you thought about a private yacht? That would be beautiful and impressive. Plus, plenty of fresh air. Good idea. I'm ready to get something on the calendar to look forward to. Call Francesca at Fran's Touch of Class. She'll fill you in on the yachts and describe the delicious cuisine and all the services provided. She'll make every detail perfect. If you're planning a wedding or engagement party, a corporate event, birthday or anniversary party, bar or bat mitzvah, why not consider having it on a luxury private yacht? Let Francesca find you the yacht that's best for your event. Fully insured, Coast Guard certified and compliant with all COVID-19 protocols, she has beautiful vessels in her fleet that can accommodate from two to over 
over 1,000, and guests can board at convenient locations throughout the metropolitan area. Call 212-385-9400, 212-385-9400, or visit franstouchofclass.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. Obviously, we'd like to hear from you. That's 866-970-9622. And now we were in the middle of Stephen Eber telling us about, you know, how, you know, what's going on in real estate and what, what's going on with the commercial and residential. And I didn't want to cut them off in the middle of a commercial. So could you start that again? Thanks. Sure. Sure, of course. So, yeah, so, you know, a lot of clients realize that, look, there, there can be certain things that trend popular and trend less popular, certain apps for your mobile that are more or less. But what they realize, particularly in the residential market, that people will need a place to live. And they realize that while there can be in the short term some up and downs, they realize it's, it's a very fundamental, stable uh, asset class. And, um, and they're investing in their home. And it was interesting. I was talking to a couple of uh, construction companies and contractors recently, right. and they said, we're incredibly busy. As things are opening up, we're getting busier and busier. And that's a great signal for both not only real estate but the broader economy. Because mm-hmm. I remember in 2008, people really kept their wallets and their pocketbooks right you know, close to themselves. They were like, I don't know how this is going to go, so let me hold off on spending. People are actually doing things and even doing optional improvements. These weren't just renovations or, or maintenance. These were really um, massive improvements. So it's a very but nice see, signal to see and belief in the market. I agree with you. But wouldn't you say, I mean, from what, everything I read, that, yes, people are improving, spending money, but they're spending it on their homes. I mean, it's not like they're going out and buying luxury items. They're, I mean, everyone realized, I guess, me in their homes on lockdown so long, how important it is, right? I mean, Absolutely. so people are really, you know. Yeah, I and, mean, and you might see, and that's where you might see some preference changes. People might say, you know, certain layouts are better. I'm going to care maybe a little more about outdoor space if a place has a balcony or not, or maybe if it has that extra room for a home office, right? You might see some preference changes um, in that sense. But absolutely, people are making that investment in their home, which says a lot because they're investing in themselves, they're investing in their assets. And so, um, you know, I think that's a very positive sign. And combined with that, we've also continued to see a nice sustainable increase in the number of uh, transactions going on. And really, you can compare June vis-a-vis May. Like May, for a lot of it, you know, fairly, fairly flat. And then as you're getting to the end of May and into June, you're seeing really that curve up. And so, you know, it's a lot of positive signs. Uh, Obviously, we can't just throw caution to the wind. We're still figuring some things out. But, you know, it's it's a very nice sign. And and I'll tell you, a number of contracts, you know, we were working on one this week. We had a client who was selling in the city, and they put their apartment on. And within 48 hours, they had a bidding war. So, you know, those are some of the nice signs. Um, and, and they really, they priced it very appropriately. They didn't try to overprice it, but it was priced really at value, and and they're getting it. Um, so you know, some nice signals that are going on. Yeah, and just to, to uh, 
piggyback on something you just said, and I, I, I guess Asher is probably seeing this also. I, I think, I mean, again, nobody knows 100%, but we really never know 100%. It has nothing to do with this virus. Everything is really, you never know. Uh, like somebody was saying to me, Donnie, I never expected that we would ever have something like this. I said, well, neither did anybody else. Okay. However, which is seeing the advent of home offices, and obviously everything is on Zoom and this and that, and I just you know, did something for television and my house echoed, everything was wrong. So, I mean, as far as the, spe- you know, the sound, so I had to try to find speakers. Does everyone see that even when things get, get back to whatever the new normal is, that people will not so much that they'll never go back to work, but that the trend will be probably, you know, maybe a combination of going back to work in the office some days and some days being more flexible about how you work. Do you see that, Ace? Do you see that, Stephen? Oh, definitely. Oh, go go ahead, Ace. No, go ahead, Stephen. Go ahead. I I was just going to say, I I think it's a combination um, because I think, number one, you have productivity issues. I mean, let's be frank. It's, you know, there's some nice things about not having to commute. There's also something about getting dressed for work, showing up for work. Uh, Also, there's a lot of family distractions for those, particularly with young kids in the house. Um, that really affect productivity. There's security risks uh, as well. It really stresses the IT folks if people are really accessing their networks, you know, um, remotely, if everyone's doing that. And so, you know, I, I think this gets into more of really a little bit of flexibility. I think what, what I think you'll see is people still going to an office, but instead of maybe you know, your classic quote, nine to five, Monday to Friday, although I don't know a lot of people who have, who have that situation. <laughs> the, the, the um, you know, maybe they can say, look, one to two days a week, you can work from home, things like that, where they'll be a little bit more flexible. And I think a lot of it depends on the industry, right? You know, it's, if you are, you know, working for some of the technology companies and you can work on programming and so forth, you can do that equally at home or maybe in the office. But if you're in something that requires really face-to-face contact, like a lot of real estate, it's a bit tough to do. And the last point is, and I mention this because, you know, I always like to see growth amongst new people in the industry. And it's very hard. If you take someone who's just a couple of years out of college and everyone's working from home, how do they find a mentor? How do they grow? How do they have a career and make contacts if people are sort of faceless names on a, on a remote Zoom? So I think it's also very important to make sure that people know each other and interact. You really do need some of that contact and working from home long-term is not going to cut it, in my opinion. And again, these are just opinions. Curious what you think, Ace, and then I'll tell you what I think. Not that we're ready. Yeah, I I agree with uh, Stephen. I think it depends on the industry. And, um, you know, if you're a tech company, I think you've seen Facebook and Google. They've already allowed most of their folks to work from home for the rest of the year or even into next year. But if you're in sales and you're and you have to meet people and meet folks and your business is going out there, I think you really need to be in the office. But there's a, there's going to be a compromise of, you know. Yeah, that's what it's going to be, and, I think. Exa- exactly, exactly. Okay, I really think, you know, look, I'm somebody who went to work seven days a week. So you're talking, 
But after this, this amount of time, okay, I realized that, you know what, the millennials are right. It's nice. Now, you never, I, I agree with Steve in the sense, I don't think, and they did a lot of polls, and for whatever polls are worth, they say that people would like a combination. They don't want to never go into the office, but they want to have a little more flexibility. They want to not be like I did every single day, not seven days a week. They want to have a little flex space, and I think this is, Probably that's the best of both worlds, where I think people still will work out of their houses sometimes if they can. Even the real estate business. I mean, it's great to go to the office because you connect with people. You hear what's going on. There's a lot of energy. You know, everyone has different things they're talking about. But at the same token, if you really, you don't really have to. We have all the technology. You can do it at home and then meet your customers. So I think it's kind of somewhere in the middle. That's my guess. And therefore, I think, that the home office business, if you happen to be in it, it's a big business. I think that's going to continue to grow. And I think to your point, Stephen, people are going to try to like find a little place in their office, you know, in their house to have a little solitude. That's just my opinion. Uh, 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 you know, but if I was buying stocks, which you know what? I know a lot of people made money playing that market, but I'm a real estate person. I'm like, you know what? I'll take my chances. I know real estate and I, it's what I know and what I put my money on. So I think, you know, but I also think that's a good investment if you want to watch it. But I think real estate is still safer. Um, I think we have a question from, is it Joe that's on the line? Well, we had a caller on the line. If you're on the line and you want to ask us a question, fine. Yes. Hello, uh, Hello, how are you? I feel like you're my best friend. We know each other. You, how are we, you doing? We are best friends. See? Anyway, Daddy, a few things, and I'll be brief. One, um, called about the American veteran, buildings for American veterans, and um, he was facing eviction. And then what happened was um, he was able to straighten everything out. The court appointed an attorney because of his indigency because he was poor. And long story short, of course, the pandemic turned everything upside down. The courts will be opening very soon. And the thing is, Jody, is that, is that um, he was being very generous, Jody. He was being very generous in the sense that he said, I'll leave on a certain date. I get my deposit back, which is $1,300. And to him, that's a lot of money, Jody. And also, um, uh, the deposit back and uh, oh. a, few, a few other items. And the point is that, you know, since the pandemic, the uh, the administrators haven't been around. When the right. chief director Let's... of the location is around, they... he's stonewalled. His case All right, manager... so you're going to get cut off. Our commercial's coming, but I'm glad that you said he worked it out. And thank you for telling us and reporting back and letting us know how he made it. But we have a commercial coming up. We'll be right back. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust. At a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. 
You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with attorney Julie Menon, director of the Census for New York City, about the importance of being counted. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Need a will, trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, living will, estate plan. The goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you and me plan their estates and protect their families for 40 years. Talk with Mike Connors in a free, comprehensive telephone conversation consultation to see how he can help you protect your family, your assets, and your legacy. Have all your questions answered from the security of your home during these difficult times. The biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Now is not the time to put it off. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free telephone consultation with Mike Connors himself. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or visit connorsandsullivan.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa, tune in, iHeart, or Radio.com. Their names are legendary. Dershowitz, Bennett, Lanier, and Stevenson. Attorneys who are known because of their winning ways in the courtroom. And this weekend on Champions of Justice, legendary Tom Girardi interviews the author who wrote their secrets down in his new book, Turning Points at Trial. You'll be fascinated by Shane Reed and learn the art of persuasion. Tune in, Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And we were talking about real estate. This is I in real estate. And we were talking, and I mentioned before in the show that there were some big deals in Manhattan. And Ace said the mortgage applications have increased. And Stevens got some, you know, he, he did some big contracts. And just to tell you some of them just off the top of my head, that there were units that, this is on Billionaire's Row, which is like West 57th Street, uh, that's pr- pretty much a new building, 111 West 57th Street. And 
a unit, a three-bedroom unit, which is approximately 3,800 square feet. That's went for 30 million. And uh, that that buyer was a New Yorker. Uh, okay, wasn't a foreigner. It was a New Yorker uh, who who came and looked at it actually before this whole virus thing, and then decided to buy it. And that contract went, and then another one in that building went. Uh, I think one of our our great agents, Holly Parker, told us that uh, she's gotten a few big deals. So it's not. Um, it's a bright spot it's because it's been a, tra- a very challenging time, but r- roughly 34 contracts at $4 million or above have been signed in Manhattan since March 23rd. And that's a steep drop, okay, from 230 that we had the year before the same time. Okay, but as I said, at some point in time, and it depends on a lot of variables because we don't know how. We hopefully this virus will be at its lowest. You know that will not get rid of it completely, but it'll die down. Okay, and it depends how the city opens up, which we'll talk about after our our our, our news. Uh, but you're seeing some movement from nothing, so it's going in the right direction. Let's put it that way. Now, ACE mortgage rates. What are they about now? Thirty-five, three point five around. What are they? Yeah, it's a, it's right around three point five. Dottie, if you have good credit, you can probably get three point two five on a thirty year fix. So and as you an yeah, and, and as you told us, the Fed's assured us that the the mortgage rates will stay low. Right? Is that will stay low? They're expecting to to leave it until the end of twenty twenty one. Dottie, so now can you trust their word? No, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> exactly. Right. So we'll we'll, so, take, we'll take it one. One day at a time, Daddy. So we don't want to insinuate their line, okay? Because that's not true. <laughs> that's what they think. So, but if you're think. somebody saying, that's "Oh, I have a year or so to make a decision because it's going to stay," you, but you really never know, okay? Because anything could happen. Exactly. Okay, but as of now, that's what they're thinking is. But anything can change. Okay, so but that's all good, 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 good for everyone, good for buyers, good for sellers, uh, and um. I really do believe, because, again, we lost a lot of buyers, not forever, just like pause. Everything was shut down. People didn't want to show their houses. People didn't want to look, okay? And a lot of people are not comfortable buying something virtually. If you are, that's great. If you're not, so be it. Uh, So it basically shut down. So there will be a pent-up demand, especially in the the mid in you know the mid prices, you know whatever is the mid-range, you know first-time buyers, you know mid-range, you know which is different in every area. But there will be a time when that pent-up demand that was put on pause comes back, and then I think you'll see prices really go up. Uh, and I, Ace, you know there was talk about negative interest rates. They're not used to see any anything like that. Yeah, I don't see our. I don't see us going in that direction, uh, Dottie. You know, I think rates are going to stay probably as low as we are today, and um, I don't think we're going to go lower than that. Just because there's there's a lot of different factors that go into into um, the government, you know, subsidizing interest rates. And if we go into a negative interest rate environment, it's just going to hurt the economy, not stimulate the economy. So right. we'll be going in the wrong direction if if we decide to do right. that. So. Now, yeah. if someone hears the word prime rate, 
okay, which is not the interest. The prime rate is not the interest rate you would get if you were buying a home, okay. And is the prime rate usually about three? Um, is, is that usually about three percentages higher than the federal funds rate, or how does that work? Yeah, so the prime rate right now it's right around two and a quarter, um, Dottie. So it's it's really the overnight rates that that we look at, and then pretty much long term rates are the three, the three and a half percent that we give um, to the clients to to the customers, right? Okay. So, it's, it's yeah. So what should your the buyer, somebody who's looking to purchase something, and they're shopping around, they're seeing different rates here and there, different numbers, or they're hearing it on the news? What would they look at, or what? Even obviously, they should call you, okay, and find out. And if you want to shop around, you can. But remember something. Remember something. Whatever the best rate is, will only be for those of you who have good credit. <laughs> if you don't have good credit, you're not going to get the top rates. And so, whether you're buying a home, whether you might lease a car, or you re- remember that. Credit rules. I mean, you know, your credit rating is very important. So if I were you, I would also, and Ace, you also do this. They can come and you will, at Citizens Bank and the guy, the girls, the guys that work there, will do a credit check so that they can know what's on their credit before they actually apply for a mortgage. Always, Dottie. And you know that saying, cash is king? Well, in the world of banking, credit is king, right? So, um, you know, it's it's all based on credit when when right. you're when you're looking to leverage financing. So, I want to give everyone a good tip. If you're out there looking for a home before you actually buy it, I, I I've told you to get pre-qualified, get pre-approved, excuse me, and also make sure, okay that you check the credit before you actually apply for the mortgage. That's why you want to do this all right away, okay? Because if they, if, if Citizens Bank or anyone there sees something that's on your credit, they could just be a mistake for all you know, okay? Or it's something that hopefully we can help, they can help you work around that on your credit so that it doesn't show up and lower your credit score. Is that, am I saying it properly? That's correct, Dottie. So when someone comes to you, you find out if there's something on their credit, don't you? And then you tell them, Always. and then. And, and by and, the way, and I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Daddy. I, I would always recommend checking your credit score prior to you even looking for a home, right? Because what you want to do is, is in case there is that late payment, or is that, or you find out that there was a missed payment, you allow yourself enough time to to go ahead and and repair your credit score. So having that timeline will be will be very beneficial for you to to at least increase your score, you know, by the time you close your transaction. So, okay, listen, I have a question for all of us, and I don't know who I do know. It's a real estate agent, but they wrote me this, and I'm going to ask everyone. And if you're a listener, I'd love you to join in with us. And it says, dear Dottie, I'm 42 years old, and I'm in real estate sales. I read your inspirational and your quotes on the internet and you talk about never standing still and always pushing forward. Do you ever get tired of the effort? How do I renew my enthusiasm? Now that's a question you don't have to be in real estate to ask. Okay? 
I mean, that's a good question. And thank you for sending that to us because I think we're all human and we all have ups and downs and life is about those ups and downs. And truthfully, it's how you navigate those ups and downs. But uh, would you be human if you didn't ever get a little burnt or, you know, or a little kind of, you know, discouraged? I mean, everyone's gone through their life. So maybe I could ask Ace and Stephen, how do you handle it? Or what advice would you give someone? Because this is not something that's just happening to you. If you've lost your enthusiasm, okay, for whatever it is you're doing, and it doesn't have to be in real estate sales, my first advice is decide if you love it or not. I mean, if you don't love what you're doing, I don't know how you're going to get enthusiasm for it, okay? But uh, aside from that, I think my advice, take a step back, take a couple of days off, Okay, do some reading and hang around positive people. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, then brush yourself off and get back in the game. It's not that anyone doesn't get tired, but you've got to keep going. You just, you know, just step back and then step forward. I don't know how you handle it, Ace, or what you have done, Steve, or what would your advice be to this, this, this person, this call? Any advice? Sure, I'll, I'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ace. I, you know, I, I totally agree with Dottie. I think it's always about recharging. And, and look, sales or anything that you do, there's ebbs and flows, right? You're not always going to hit 100% at all times, and you're not always going to bring that energy 100% at all times. But Dottie, Dottie hit on a, on a couple of really good points. You have to assess whether you're still passionate about what you do because in every stage of your career – your goals are different. Your objectives change, right? Uh, family, you know, quality of life changes. So you really need to figure out what, what really makes you tick. And then the best way to really get recharged and energized is sometimes you're, you're so inundated with the day-to-day that you forget about, you know, why are you doing it in the first place? So, you know, going on a vacation, really level, you know, just resetting yourself and coming back and, and really having a game plan Will be will be a really really good experience for anyone that's feeling either down or just doesn't have that same you know energy or passion anymore. You know sometimes it just takes and just recharging yourself. But most importantly, I you know Dottie I mentioned just, that I, as well. I, we, I, yeah. No, no. I'm just I'm getting a text from a uh, a listener who's texting me that our sound is out, and I have no way of knowing that since I'm talking on the phone. Oh, so I, I have no idea either. Yeah. Well, I, I, the sound is out and uh, this is a thank you very much for the listeners who are texting me that the sound is out and a a commercial is on that maybe we don't know of. So I don't know uh, if I want to continue. I I don't know how to know that. Uh, But somebody just texted me and they said, uh, there's a commercial that comes out and your sound is out. So, uh, is there anyone on from the studio? I don't. I don't hear anybody. Yeah, I don't hear anyone either. Well, I don't know I'm, I'm going to hang up. And I'm going to call them back. Hey, we all do that. I'm, I'm going to hang up and call. Yeah, back well, in. somebody's texting us. Yeah, somebody's texting us. There's more than one text that I just got. That we, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to hang up and call back. back into the city. Oh. Well, now she says you're, we're back, but we weren't. Okay. Okay. So, um, and okay. I want to thank you. I thank you to our listeners who because. You know, we're all getting used to this world. We're not in the studio. We're all doing the best we can. And as you see, even when you're watching television news, there's always some slip-ups or things happen uh, because no one's perfected it yet. So 
we wouldn't know. We're not in the studio. We're all from remote because, you know, we're still on lockdown in New York City. However, I think that's ending, and we're going to talk about that soon on how the city opens up. Uh, so if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't know. But thank you, Linda. Linda says, okay, you're all back. So that's good to know. <laughs> you know, so we really, you know, we do the best you can, right? So there's another question that came to us, and I guess this is for Steve, and I don't know if we have too much time before the news, but um, what is the capital plan? Can I request to see it before I buy a co-op? And do condos also have a capital plan? It's, it's, a, it's a great question, and I get that from clients who are out of state very frequently, because in some states, not New York, as a matter of law, they require co-ops and condos to actually have a capital plan, and New York does not. So what is a capital plan? It is when the property management company at the direction of the co-op or condo board, and many times they might engage an outside expert, where they actually review the premises and they say, okay, what needs fixing or what might need replacing in the near future, and have we budgeted accordingly and have reserves for that? Now, it's a little bit of a catch-22. Um, if you do that and you publish it, you may put yourself in a position where you have to raise the fees um, to the homeowners on a monthly basis. Plus, if you find certain defects, you're now on notice, and if you don't remedy them in a timely fashion, you could create a hole in insurance coverage. So it's a little bit of a catch-22. What you generally see in co-op and condo budgets, in the financials, you'll see a note. It's a pretty standard note that says, the co-op or condo has not undertaken a capital plan. Now, you're going to see that as sort of a standard thing. That doesn't mean that they don't know what's going on in their building, but it does give the board more maneuvering room. And that's why it's really so important to have an attorney in particular, and also a broker has good communication skills, to really look past the budget. It was interesting. I was the treasurer for my co-op uh, many years ago. And one of the things I always tell clients, it's not just that the building is cash flow positive. It's not that they have some money in the bank, right? You would rather buy in a building with a little bit of money in the bank as opposed to the building with a million dollars in the bank, except that what I didn't tell you is in that other building, they just spent $5 million and redid all the windows, the lobbies, the hallways, the boiler, the roof. So, right, you got to look at the whole situation. So. Right. It really we'll requires finish that after the news. Right. deeper due diligence. Yep. A due diligence. We'll finish that. We're going to be joined with Don Peebles. We're going to finish with Steve Eber and talk about that. And we'll be right back, but you don't want to miss the news. We'll be right back. And make sure to call us. We get lonely when we don't hear from you. We'll be right back. 866-970-9622. We're back up the news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.